Hey everyone, welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. Mm, but you know what it's not the end of? Well, what, Colin? Ty's time oh. on our show. We've brought him back for another episode. Ty, welcome back to Timeline. Hello, Colin. And just like Colin and James, I, too have a script that I am reading right now. And this script says James and Colin are both very handsome yes. and yep. charismatic, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I want to give them all of my money, yes. as do you, the listener. Yes, that's, that's right. Weird. Mm-hmm. That's, are you guys sure? Do yeah, I need yeah, to keep yeah. reading this? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it goes yeah. on just, to the back. Just get down to the back. It goes on to the back. Okay, more, yeah. um, let's just, okay, okay. I, okay, I'm just going to put this over here. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Hey, everybody. Okay. Hey. It's me, Ty. I'm back. I'm back at it again. Ready, ready for action. Ready to go. Ready to dive deep in this Captain America timeline. Ready to it's gonna be sit a good down time, and guys. Watch the movie quietly mm-hmm. and don't eat your popcorn too loud, even though it's a loud food. Right. You know, <laughs> it hey, took I'm, me a to realize what you're doing there. All right. I'm impressed that you're still sticking to the script, Ty. Uh, you know, even with the ad lib that you're going to get rid of the script, I think it's commendable that you then immediately went yeah, back like, to it. It's like yeah. a jazz song uh, so, yeah. where we start off really sort of rudimentary, the melody, mm. and then there's a part where it's just like, let's improvise. And that's where we're at now. It, but It's a very yeah. well-written script written by two very handsome and charismatic individuals oh, man, named so Colin that and one's James. Out of the script. That's I love that. So thank you very much. <laughs> You got it. Yeah. Once you know the character, you can just kind of speak exactly, speak yeah, exactly. their words as yeah, if they're yeah. they're coming off the chest, even though yeah. Uh, well, speaking of hmm? speaking of knowing the character, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. I thought I had a better transition mm-hmm. there. No, but it's fine. Yeah, we'll just use that. Uh, we're gonna mm-hmm. get back into a character that we know by now, which is Captain America, the first Avenger, and we're huh? gonna be talking about a new scene. Is that literally the exact next scene? Yeah. Uh, both, not just like what you're listening to, but I mean, in the movie, it's we're picking right up where we just left off. Right. Speaking of the timestamp, let me give that to you. So we are starting at nine minutes and six seconds and going through 11 minutes and 14 seconds. And here is what happens, including just a little bit of editorial for me in the very beginning. Here we go. Although there is a brief moment of seeing Steve's face between the two clips that we've just watched, both for the last episode and this one. If you watch the three seconds or so, like somewhere around there, before this clip that I just gave you, uh, so the last couple seconds of the last scene leading into this one, there's kind of an interesting little thing that I noted to James the other day, which is that the 4F stamp looks remarkably close to the Nazis' swastika. I also had that thought. But I I wanted to notate that because, to me, I think it's really cool that you see back-to-back the two very things that Steve can't seem to fight right now Right. They look alike and there's nothing that he can do against either one of them. And I think that that's a very cool thing. Yeah. So anyway, here's the actual scene, though. So we open up on a wartime newsreel being played in the cinema. And it's, you know, classic like, you know. War continues to ravage Europe. War continues to ravage the Western Front. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. But help is on the way. Every able-bodied young man is lining up to serve his country. Even little Timmy is doing his part. Collecting scrap metal. Little nice Timmy. work, Timmy. Uh, was it nice work? Which I think Hold is on. great. Yeah, he says, he says, nice work, Timmy. Is that what you just changed Good job, Timmy. Timmy. Good job, I guess the name right. I just nice didn't get the accolade. Yeah. Nice work, Timmy. Yeah. 
Uh, and so then we see Steve watching, and there's also a crying woman in the audience watching this Aww. reel. Uh, and then a man yells out, who cares? <laughs> the woman has a very sharp reaction, and Steve glances at the man. Play the movie already. Multiple audience members look around to find the gentleman, you know, kind of like, who's saying that, right? Steve whispers to him, hey, you want to show some respect? Silence. The newsreel continues. Somehow it knew to wait for them. Meanwhile, uh, <laughs> overseas, our brave boys are showing the Axis powers that the price of freedom is never too high. The woman starts crying a little harder and trying to keep a brave face in public and failing at it, unfortunately. And then the man yells, let's go, get on with it. Hey, just start the cartoon. The whole audience is appalled by the behavior. Steve leans forward and says, hey, you want to shut up? And then there's some really cool camera work here. I love this, right? So what you hear during this moment is, together with allied forces, we'll face any threat, no matter the size. Oh. So during the first bit, together with allied forces, we'll face any threat. Right, and that, during that part, the man stands up with the camera angle being kind of like from Steve's yeah. perspective, looking up at him so that when he stands up, he is essentially as tall as the movie screen. And then during the next line of, no matter the size, it cuts to an angle kind of like from his, the other guy's perspective, looking down on Steve yeah. still sitting, and it makes him even awesome. smaller. He looks a little worried, but stays firm. And then smash cut to Steve getting his face smashed <laughs> by a punch in an alleyway brawl with the rude commenter. Steve flops into some trash cans and the man smiles. The man hits him and sends him flying again. This time he grabs a trash can lid and picks it up like a shield. Ooh, interesting. Ooh. The man rips it off of his, uh, like just rips it out, right? And then hits Steve as hard as he can yet again. It's wild to me how like much this guy like leans back every time before he just obliterates Steve's yeah. face. Um, Steve gets up panting, wobbly, and a little bloodied. The man scoffs at him. You just don't know how to give up, do you? And then we hear the famous line, I could do this all day. He goes oh, to punch the so man good. and he easily blocks it. Like it is so sad how slow his fist is. And he yeah. puts his own fist back into Steve's jaw and sends him once again to the ground. Oof. Then a voice says, hey, pick on someone your own size. A hand pulls the man away and sends him back a few steps. It's James Buchanan Barnes in uniform. The man tries to punch him this time. Bucky dodges it and then punches him. When the man has turned from the force of the punch, he puts his boot to the man's ass and just sort of half kicks, half shoves him away. The man leaves with his metaphorical tail between his legs. Uh, Bucky then says, sometimes I think you like getting punched. <laughs> Steve says, I had him on the ropes. <laughs> Bucky notes the rejection card and asks about how many times does this make? Oh, you're from Paramus now. He continues to lecture Steve until Steve gets, you know, gets himself composed. I also like, by the way, that he does go, by the way, New Jersey, right? I, I think yeah, that's a great yeah. line. <laughs> I great was going to comment. Uh, but yeah, so he's like, you know, kind of gathering himself up while he's getting lectured. And then he notices somehow for the first moment that Bucky is in uniform. So he goes, you got your orders? Bucky pauses and then tells him, the 107th, Sergeant James Barnes, shipping out for England first thing tomorrow. Steve says that he should be going. There's a somber moment before Bucky puts the charm back on and puts his arm around his friend, says, come on, man, my last night, gotta get you cleaned up. Why, where are we going? Bucky tosses the rejection card with his left hand and then with his right hand, hands Steve a paper. The future. Rogers opens it up to see the World Exposition of Tomorrow, 1943. So 
I'm reading the uh, I have the uh, the novelization uh, here, and yeah. I'm just realizing this is the first time in timeline order that I will have brought this up. Um, could okay. I read the Bucky fight scene real quick? Um, just because yeah, I, I found it really yeah. good. Uh, before I do uh, that, that Jersey thing. Uh, if this is if this novelization is accurate to the script, uh, was a Sebastian Stan ad lib because uh, it is not in this uh, in this dialogue, which is kind of fun. Interesting. OK. All right. Hey, pick on someone your own size. Steve opened his eyes, which he had shut in anticipation of the punch and smiled. He knew that voice. Bucky had arrived. It wasn't the first time Bucky had bailed out his best friend. He smiled as he spoke to the meathead, but it wasn't a friendly smile. When he let the guy's arm go, the guy took a swing at him. Bucky slipped the punch and decked him, careful not to muss up his spotless dress uniform. The smile never left his face. The guy headed for the mouth of the alley. Bucky gave him a swift kick in the behind to make sure he went a little faster. The grin on his face got more friendly as he took in Steve. I think that the smile part is such a cool addition to that. And and I think Sebastian Stan does that pretty well. It's like... This is nothing to I me. I agree, yeah. <laughs> you are yeah. nothing. Like those haymakers that he's throwing that are clobbering Steve, like that's, Bucky would have, tr- that's like day one of like, yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, and I, it's also important because it's possibly one of the last days that James Buchanan, Barnes, not sorry, the president, but ever smiles again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God. You know. oh. Yikes. I, <laughs> Rough life. Rough life for James Bucky Barnes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, boy, I, I have a few, I have a few assorted thoughts. Yeah. Um, I do. You mind if I just dive into these? Absolutely. Okay. Um, thing number one. Uh, I'm gonna go in order of things that I think are the shortest, and then build up. Um, thing number one. He, uh, when Bucky punches the dude, he does this wild like it feels like a very like silent film era punch because he just winds back so far and like really telegraphs that he's about to punch this dude and it's it's almost comical to a point that i i feel like this is the the fun in watching these movies in like a scene by scene because mm-hmm. I don't think I ever would have noticed that yeah. how just ridiculous of a huge windup he gives before laying this guy out. Yeah. It's very good. Absolutely. Next, next thought. Um, the, uh, when, when he says like he needs to clean, uh, when he says that Steve needs to be cleaned up for tonight, you can see his face just sort of like react as, uh, as Sebastian Stan like smells the trash on him. <laughs> And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you really, oh, boy, yeah, you need to get, you smell like you were just beaten up in an alley. Uh, it's rough. Did you do this all day? Did, did you, did you actually do this on purpose? Have you been doing this on purpose? Like, I'm starting to get worried at this point. I think you really actually might like getting Took punched. a theater break. <laughs> went into the theater for a break. Just, just get some popcorn because we know. Steve loves little snacks. He does. He does Punch love little snacks. snacks. Um, <laughs> Punches thing. and snacks, two things that he eats a Punches lot Punches and crunches. <laughs> um, snacks and attacks. Love it. <laughs> uh, third thing, um, I really like, like, where are we going? The future. Right. I feel like that's a very, like, nice little uh, foreshadowing mm-hmm. for how this yes. movie is going to end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very very a plus it feels again watching the scene by scene it feels very heavy-handed and very like obvious yeah 
but mm-hmm. watching it as part of the movie, I I don't think that like clicked to me at, when I've watched this before. Um, it's very nice. It's one of those fun. It's I love the kind of lines where it's like uh, the future, and then the scene changes. I love imagining the Simpsons did it great this one time, but like they keep walking, and he's like, "What do you the What do you mean the future? Like, <laughs> oh, I see, I see. This is we're going here. Oh, oh okay, we're going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, all see, right. I I like that too, though, right? Because I think there's a difference between foreshadowing when it's like. A, a way more subtle thing, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you don't realize that when he forgets to grab his keys, mm-hmm. that like, because he doesn't have his keys, like that's going to be the one thing that like doesn't save him, right? Like, cause yeah. it, the, the guy always remembers his keys and so he can always open that one door or whatever, right? Like, I'm yeah. not saying in Catherine, okay. Grant, I'm giving like okay. a random I was example, like, I don't remember right? that When yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that thing of like, you don't realize that you've seen 12 different scenes where he's picked up his keys. Right. Right. And then like yeah. you see one random scene where he doesn't and you don't even think about it until later when you go, when he gets to the door, you're like, he didn't grab his keys that last time. Oh, it's so, like, then you kind of put it together. Yeah. Right. I do also like, when you're a little too much over the top on certain things, right? Like, yeah, it can in a be way, really like, annoying. Yeah, and like when obvious. you do like a, it's hard you do to like do. a line of like, what are we? Some kind of suicide squad, right? Like, yeah, when you do lines like that, you're like, come on, surely there was a better line than that, right? But like, this is like one of those things where I feel like it's like right in between being cheesy and yeah. also subtle to be like, hey, we obviously know that Avengers is happening in, in like a year and a half, mm-hmm. and Captain Rogers is going to be in it, but how does he get there? Oh, so we're going to put a little, like, we're going to the future, buddy, you know? It's really a thing of, like, it's so, it's funny, like, these sorts of hints, these sorts of Mm -hmm. bits of foreshadowing can feel really, really cheesy if you extend the cut, like, of the the shot, (laughs) like, an extra half second absolutely just like a little just a little too long and it goes from being like a nice little piece of foreshadowing to being hammering you over the head like it imagine this exact same scene but when he said we're going to the future if it had just held on bucky's face for like half a second <laughs> before you see him before, like, before the they cut yeah. to the I'm next so, thing it, uh, i have this <laughs> like it's like <clears throat> Like, because he's just like, I don't know what that is. Like, read the fucking thing I handed to you. It's like, oh shit. It's like when I'm trying to show my wife something on like the TV or my phone, and I'm like, oh man, I can't believe this. And I'm holding it, and she's just like doing her own thing because, you know, she doesn't know (laughs) that I'm holding something. I'm not saying, but I'm like, yeah. If you could just turn just a moment, just for a second, just just (laughs) please, please, just angle your head slightly in this direction of of attention. Gosh. Um, yeah, it's, it's so true. I, it is very funny as well, because like the other thing is that like, there's obviously action, right? Just he says the future as he's handing him the paper. So he knows to then open it up and look at it. But it's also very funny that there's nothing like no dialogue after that, like of, Oh, what's this? Or like, Oh, what are you like? He just (laughs) silently, he says the future and they are dead silent for five full seconds, Good old Bucky, which is also very funny. Always handing me papers to open up and read what he's saying. I'm going, I'll wait. (laughs) I'll wait for for your reaction. It's fine. Like a bad punchline. Uh, punch. Uh, I. Why did I point that? That was so dumb. Um, the. <laughs> Cut it. Uh, Cut can it. we? Why is that guy saying that in the movie? Like, what is he drunk? Like, what is? What an what an over the top. Like, whose opinion is really 
get on with it. Give the cartoon. Like, it doesn't. I, I've it, heard that is wild. Yeah, but I I could all. Mm. Here's part of it, right? It's okay. I'm not saying that this guy is right, right? Because I do think it's rude to at any point be somewhere and be like, "Hey, get a move on," right? Yeah. But like, I also understand that. If you like whether he clearly isn't in the military, which I feel like for his age and stuff like that, he probably should be. But I don't know. Maybe he hasn't gotten his orders yet. I don't know. He's what his 14. Is, right? <laughs> if that's the case, he's a big 14 year old. But like, imagine you're like, OK, I work five days a week, X number of hours. I want to go to the cinema and relax. Yeah. Yeah. And everywhere you turn, it's like the war, the war, the war, the war. Yeah. And like you're like, hey, I went to the movies to escape things like the war. Yeah. And yet I have this five minute newsreel every time I show up of, you know, ah, the Western front. Right. And like, yeah. if it's not an actual news thing, and it, let's say you go on to see a different movie wherever this week, and it's the same newsreel, like essentially mm. like propaganda for like, go yeah. sign up for the war. Right. Like you're like, I've seen this commercial 20 times. There's no DVR. So I can't be like, skip. Yeah. You know, screw this. Go put the, cartoon people on right i want to watch snow white you know talk silly right i mean granted they didn't have that yet but you know what i'm saying like it's the idea of just like put on the put on the silly man you know like i'm tired of hearing about the war you know Uh, i agree with colin i think that that guy was the true hero of this movie i'm not saying that i'm not saying that i'm just saying that like i get i understand like (laughs) it's the concept of when you can't skip a commercial right and you're like like he could show up and then theater uh, yeah, Late. I get it. He's also a jerk. <laughs> there it is. He's a jerk, is what I'm saying, right? I don't think that he's wrong necessarily to be like, ugh, but it's the fact that he, what makes it wrong is the fact that he has to be so Yelling vocal about stuff. it. Because yeah. the other thing is, like, it's not like what we have now where you can hit a button yeah. and it just goes skip ad and goes to the thing, yeah. right? This is a real, you can't just like be like, stop everything yeah. and then slowly go and find the frame that you're looking for. And then re like launch everything like that takes almost as much time as just getting to the just watching the thing. I mean, yeah, you don't. It depends. I mean, like what I'm saying is like, oh, if you're on YouTube, right? You have one of those. But like at the theater, and there's a you have to watch the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Like I've been like, oh man, I've seen this trailer before. Ugh, I don't want to see another trailer for this. But I've never been like, this sucks. I don't like this. This is a bad thing. It reminds me. It reminds me a lot of people who like I, I so I live in a city right now and I was driving down the street and somebody ahead of me um took a little bit of time just a, a fraction of a second starting to move their car and the mm-hmm. car behind me started honking at them. Yeah. And like I I get it. I understand that you want them to move. But you are blaring your horn in a residential area there are hundreds of apartments around you that now have to deal with this massive blare of a horn going Mm -hmm. off in the middle of the day you have messed up here i understand your frustration maybe you're maybe you're maybe you have someone giving birth to a baby in the back of your car and you're really mad i get it things can things can be going on there's extenuating circumstances yeah i there's always someone who's just so impatient and they make yeah. it everybody's problem yeah. yeah you know i have i have a one other uh observation about this that i want to i want to make sure. sure i get to um 
I don't know if they make this clear later in the movie, uh, and I'm just forgetting that part because I only watched the scenes that we're talking about. Um, but in oh, the really last good. scene, um, Steve is tr- is mentioning that his dad worked uh, was in the 107th. Yeah. In this scene, Bucky Barnes says that he has been enlisted in the 107th. Right. There are two possibilities here in my mind for what this means. And I want to know what you guys think, because I think one of them is more likely, but I think the other one is interesting. Okay. Option Mm -hmm. one, uh, Steve's dad was in the one Oh seven. And this is meant to be like, Oh, look, like Bucky is living the life that you want to live. He's actually getting to serve Mm -hmm. in the exact same way that you want to. And this is just sort of like setting up that, that dynamic right um the alternative is that bucky um that somehow steve knew that bucky had been enlisted in the 107th Mm. and in addition to lying about where he is from he was lying about his dad being enlisted in the 107th in order to try to get enlisted with bucky Mm. Interesting. Because he was like, he was starting to say like, I, I, you know, my dad was in the 107th. I would really like to. And then he gets cut off. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Hmm. Thoughts? I, uh, go ahead, I think that, um, the, how, here's how I always imagined it. And I think this is, let's, I'm going to give it a 71%. Uh, I'm pretty confident this is how, how, uh, it works, but much of this is probably fiction. I think it's kind of like, <laughs> uh, like where you go to high school. Like, I think the 107th is like, I mean, it's not because there's all sorts of like goofs and stuff on IMDb about, oh, the 107th actually got split into whatever, you know, people, you know, people um, get on with the cartoon. The Silk Stocking Regiment. Exactly. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that the 107th is like Brooklyn Corps or whatever. So I think that it's like everyone in Steve's building, if they enlisted in the infantry, would get put into the 107th. Yeah. No, I, I also think that like, If I'm not mistaken, when we read about Steve Rogers in the comics, I'm pretty sure his dad had served in World War One. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which I I feel very confident about that because it sounds right to me. That because like also, like they they show later on, uh, like in movies that his mom had died, but like clearly his dad had been dead for a while because you know he talks about how they had buried her next to, you know, his dad. Yeah. So. I, I think that there is a truth to his dad having served and gotten hit with, you know, mustard, mustard gas, gas. And, yeah. uh, dying, you know, this bad death. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, you know, I also don't know, like, I don't think he would have known about the 107th for Bucky. I think that in my mind, that's why he pauses because he says, did you get your orders? And there's a pause. And I think he's like, Bucky knows. The connection. Well, I, th- or, I think it's more oh, like if I when I tell him that it's the 107th, it's gonna crush him because that's where he wants to go. Oh, but that's also if also I don't tell him the regiment, up. he's gonna ask me. He's gonna keep pushing me until I tell him the full order. Oh you know? man! And then yeah, so he just he kind of has to make the decision: do I wait for him to ask, or do I just outwardly tell him? Yeah, they have such a tragic friendship. It's it's very it's very beautiful. Uh, it says in oh, the, in the libelization says Sergeant James Barnes shipping out for England first thing tomorrow. He saw that cut into Steve a little, and he felt bad about it. 
Seeing the sadness in Steve's eyes, Bucky decided to drop the subject. Time was precious now, and it seemed silly to waste it being in a bad mood. He had another idea. Oh. So... The future. Oh. So yeah, see, they are. Oh, there we go. Yeah, the future. Exactly. Oh, I'm glad I brought this <laughs> yeah. up, even though I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I love nice. how mustard gas is okay. the shorthand for World War One. I. I mean, I don't love it because yeah. it's a horrible, horrible yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, but like, yeah. <laughs> because it's like, it was no, horrific. Oh, he died in a trench. Also. Oh, World War One. Got it. He, like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have a lightning round question here. All right. So my I'm question ready. simply is: is that Steve? Obviously, in this scene, he gets into some trouble because he's like going for the noble thing and gets into a little bit of a rumble and clearly does it frequently. My question for you is, have you ever been in a rumble of any sorts, whether on the schoolyard or as an adult, have you ever gotten into some sort of fisticuffs? So uh, there was this kid in high school that always picked on my friend Lisa uh, saying that she was uh, a lesbian, which is um, funny because she, she is, but at the time, at the time, uh, she was ho- pretty hurt by that because it, he was said it in yeah. a derogatory way, and and it was the yeah, right. late nineties, whatever. So yeah, and also he had just like the worst face. Um, <laughs> like he wasn't ugly; it was just he like always snickering, whatever. Anyways, very hateful. Yeah, exactly. Sneering. Um, and so one time he was. He said it right when I was right near uh, them, and I'm a large, big, big dude. So I like shoved mm-hmm. him up against the locker and said, "Stop it!" But his backpack was between his <gasps> back and the locker, so he just started yeah. laughing, which made me mad. Now I didn't punch him oh. because then uh, uh, teachers came and whatever. But the great thing was that he got in trouble and got some sort of like punishment of some yeah. sort. I don't know if it was like detention, lunch yes. detention, or whatever. I got. Frank nothing Castle found him nothing yeah. it was fantastic and it made me really feel like stepping in all the time to defend my friends so nice. lesson learned i hey not a bad <laughs> thing to get a not an embarrassing right. thing to get in a fight over yeah. that's solid yeah good job thanks uh i uh i have never as an adult been in a fight the only time i was ever in a fight was like you know sibling mm. fights as a kid um, I briefly in college, uh, for a couple of years did, um, martial arts classes and what that really taught me that taught me a few things. Um, one, if somebody has like, you, you never know when somebody has a gun or a knife and if somebody has a gun or a knife, you're fucked. Yep. Like just because it it is, maybe you could, maybe you could disarm somebody with a knife maybe, yeah. but if they get w- lucky once you're really screwed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. thing number two that I learned is y- you might think that you know who you could take in a fight. You are wrong. Yep. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There, I I knew people who looked like just like they would get pushed over by a, by a, a tough breeze and could destroy people right. like who mm. I could never in a million years stand up to in, in any sort of contest. Oh. Um, and so that experience just taught me like, Oh, I, I would never like, don't fight unless you are really in a, you have to. Yeah. That's actually you the know? same thing as the honking the horn. Run. Thing. Like it's the same yeah. thing. You don't know what anyone else's story is. You don't know who you're honking yeah. at. Just chill right. out. Yeah. Turn up the radio. Yeah. Put on, put on totally. uh, or whatever. Like just chill out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Super, super lightning, lightning round. Yes. Just 
just tell me like yes or no, maybe like a first name or something. Do you have a Bucky Barnes in your life that if you got into a scuffle that you know that they would step in and, you know, break it up? Yeah, everybody from uh, from that group, that martial arts um, club in mm. college, I knew at that point in my life that I could trust any one of them, and that did come into play. Lightning round over for Ty. <laughs> no. I also sure. don't get into many fights because, again, I just sort of surround myself with with women. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I yeah. don't like fight. I don't like fighting. Yeah, the idea me, me neither. Yeah, I mean, oh, and the same, same me yeah. neither. I got into a very, very brief scuffle once in eighth grade, and it was like from a misunderstanding. Didn't even know it was happening, especially because I'd literally broken my glasses at school, and I can't see beyond here. Mm. Uh, so, like, when the guy was like trying to like wave me down and like you know get my attention to do something, and I was just like, you know, completely like. <laughs> you know blindly like ignoring him yeah. and he got mad about it then he pushed me to the ground and like hit me once i was like what is going on uh because like he was like i was talking to you i was trying to do whatever. so it was a whole thing and then once in high school someone once threatened me um and i was actually out sick for the day uh and my best friend at the time uh was around he was like hey do you know where colin is he was like yeah what's up you know like i, I, you know, I was like you know i know him you know what's what's going on he was like oh i was like i'm, I'm gonna kick his ass whatever oh he's like oh, okay like i mean he like immediately was like just threatening me it was it was a wild situation way more <laughs> do, than we do had you time know to yeah. no. but the whole oh. point though well okay well, it, was, then. it was sorry it's, it was more of like he was like you know him right because like they, we yeah. both did music and so yeah. he went to the music department to find me uh, i was like before school and my friend put his arm around him and was like let's take a real quick walk and basically was <laughs> just like God. listen I mean, yeah, and just was like, let's take yeah. a walk, right? And just sort of like put his arm like around his shoulder and was just like, listen, I want you to understand something. He was like, you've made a terrible mistake. He was, <laughs> other people, he's like, other people might have been like, yeah, no, I know Colin. And it's like, oh, you want to know where he is? Yeah, I'll take you to take right to him. Uh, like if you're looking, like they wouldn't ask, they would think that you're just looking for homework or something. And his whole speech to him was that you stepped into my home, meaning the music department, and he goes, and you just told me to my face that you're going to kick the ass of my best friend. Right. He was like, so this was a grave error on your part. He was like, so I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to walk out those doors or I'm going to kick your ass. And the guy was just like, and then he said something. I don't know what it was, but then he was like, because if I see or hear that you come back in the music department ever again, he's like, we're going to have some words. The guy left. So do you have a buck in your life? Uh, Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that's, I just never really told any any story. So I just want to get both of those out super quick. Just real quick. uh, My my least favorite thing about a fight is when someone says something and I don't hear them because uh, processing whatever. And I'm like, what? And they're like, Mm -hmm. you heard me. And I'm like, can you we know, take a time out? Because I didn't, I and I want to know where we are, and I don't know where yeah. we are. <laughs> yeah. This is why I've asked you. Like, we, don't you understand? Pull back and, um, and let me know what 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 you said, because I just I want to hear it. Yeah, I want to exactly. understand where we are with the fight. Let me do a quick lightning round Avengers Ensemble real quick. The loud jerk is played by a guy named Kieran O'Connor. He was in one episode of Doctor Who. The newsreel announcer that we hear is uh, a guy named Spencer Garrett, who has been everywhere. He was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, three episodes of The Magicians, one episode of Timeless, 11 episodes of Aquarius, one episode of Scorpion, 11 episodes of The Legend of Korra. He played Darth Revan in Star Wars. The uh, He was Darth Revan? Holy shit, that's cool. He okay. was in one episode of Mad that's Men. He was he's gonna be the Rose Hill Sheriff in Iron Man 3, so we should keep an eye out for him. Huh. Uh, he was in one episode okay. of Castle, two episodes of Medium, Transformers 2, one episode of Supernatural, one episode of 24, one episode of the West Wing, one episode of Star Trek Voyager, one episode of Sports Night, one episode of the X-Files. He was in Air Force One, George of the Jungle, one episode of Mantis, he was huh. in The Crow, and he was in one episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. And that was Spencer nice. Garrett. Wow. 
kicking Kieran O'Connor's ass in the way that only an announcer can. Absolutely. So, James, instead of doing our normal levels of recommendations where one of us talks about a podcast, uh, Ty, I would like for you to recommend your podcast to our listeners. Oh, wonderful. Uh, And, uh, yeah, I'll just let you do that. Um, So, uh, I mentioned last episode um, what Side Character Quest is. Uh, We, you know, actual play podcast um, just with one player at a time. Short, little, bite-sized quests that usually last between, like, three and six episodes. Um, All of them link up like a like an mcu thing um and i think what do i what where would i recommend to start i mean you can obviously start from the beginning but if you want to try one of the more recent ones to get sort of a feel of what that where the show's out now uh i know a lot of people have been recommending episode 60 leslie is booking it out of here um and if you want something a little bit shorter but that's still a little bit on the uh the more recent side then um amar's quest or blues quest which i believe are episodes i don't remember what episodes they are um but yeah all very good uh yeah check check it out come check it out (laughs) blues quest i'm the player not the dm and it's a very fun silly little adventure um, every other one, I'm, I'm doing the DM, so I'm going to be in all of those episodes. Um, yeah, check it out. I'll send Colin or James a link to put in the show notes. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Ty. Yes. Ty, thank you so much for being on our show. You were excellent. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. On behalf of Colin and I, I'd like to invite you back for future episodes. Woo! I am down. And, uh, that is going to do it for us for today uh as always i am james anderson i'm colin parker and i'm ty excelsior Mm, good like that very nice This world is a peaceful one. Plains, mountains, swamps, pines, cicadas sing, rivers flow, magic thrums through the air, and all of it's surrounded by a single massive wall, as ancient as history itself. So, you know, not that ancient. Thanks to the loss, prehistoric ain't all that long ago. Oh well, life is good, and assuming you don't mind the looming thread of a mysterious skeletal society. Side Character Quest, a D&D adventure, one player at a time. Some worlds need a hero. This one? Eh, might need a bit more than that. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.